The Bronsadillo School of Business and Management at Pepperdine University proudly presents the Dean's Executive Leadership Series. This podcast invites top business practitioners and thought leaders to share their view on the real world of business. Thank you. Yeah, great. Sadly, it's very addictive when you start. <laughs> Having the tune in the shower. Has a good beat to it, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a good example of how you can take something that's very, very American and start to introduce local culture and local relevance into, into, the, into the brand mm -hmm. so that, and introduce the audience and the, um, you know, consumers to, to what we're trying to do. And then from that, maybe you know, the goal is to create a, a complete Indian version of High School Musical that may be based on cricket, maybe based mm -hmm. on something else. It'll be interesting, interesting to watch how that evolves will be as you guys move yes. forward with it. Well, what we want to do now is kind of move into a discussion time with Andy. And I'm just going to kick off with one question, then I want to open it up to the audience and see what else you would like to ask him about based on what he had to say here or other things that he didn't touch on that you think would be interesting. But as you were talking about what you're trying to do at Disney, I heard words like transforming the mentality, adapting culture, breaking the paradigm. So you came in from outside. You've been there about four years. Um, that's a lot of you know, a lot about change, changing the mindset, changing the way things are done. Disney's a very established company with a very deeply embedded culture. How do you go about doing that, changing the mindset, breaking paradigms in a company like Disney to accomplish what you need to accomplish globally? Well, I think that first and foremost, communication is um, key. Actually, clearly um, outlining your strategy and then going out, hitting the road, which um, uh, I, I do a lot of, and, and visiting people face to face to actually say, look, this is what it's about. With change, the, other, the word most commonly associated with change is fear. Mm -hmm. um, and and, the, and the, the challenge you have when you're trying to instigate change is to reduce fear. Mm -hmm. Most people do things out of two, do, do things, uh, wrongly or don't, don't, don't do what they should be doing because either they're fear or ignorance or sheer bloody-mindedness. Those are sort of the three main reasons why people don't sort of comply to change. Um, and now if you can start to eliminate those, you know, right. the sheer bloody-mindedness is you treat A little harder way. to, a little harder with, to right, treat with, but, but it's very important that you do treat it, by the way. Nip, nip that in, in the bud, otherwise you know, it's, it's, it's harder to, 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 to get the, the changes you want through. But I find communication is very, very important, and clarity of message, um, which probably surprise you given the way I stumble around uh, in my presentation today, but having a clearly defined um, positioning and, and then getting out and communicating it. Wonderful. Well, I want to see what questions you have for Andy as we have a few minutes here. So there are really bright lights in yeah, my face. Yeah, you should put so, the lights up because so I can't see anything. There's, I can see a hand over here. Those of you right in the middle do not exist anymore. I don't know if but you over the here to the left, so. yeah, right here. Uh-huh. Yeah, good questions. The 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 um, the 
the first part of the question in terms of you know what type of people do we do we, we hire one of the things that I'm very strong on it's not a it's not a hard and fast rule is but certainly all of the managing directors that I, I named in those five countries and all the key executives are indigenous to that market um, I'm very very strong believer if you're going to create a, a company and a, and a series of brands that are, that are that are relevant you have to trust and empower the people who actually grew up and who are the experts in that market. There was a great case of a couple of years after we started this. And by the way, so we went from no people in India to now just a couple of hundred, probably something like that. And we went from no business run in China three years ago. And uh, we had a staff of about 20 people who were all managed from outside of, of mainland China to to having an a, a employee base of about 400 or so, and every single business managed from inside China. We've made two acquisitions as well in that period of time. With nimbleness is very, very ah, oh, that's better. Nimbleness is very, very important, uh, important as well. And there was a great time in in, in China when Stanley, who's our, our managing director there, hired a person who didn't speak a word of English, and this created great consternation among certain people in the organization. Okay, but we don't understand what the person's saying. And I said, great, I don't care. As long <laughs> as Stanley understands what he's saying, that's fine by me. So um, that, that's to answer the first point, very important. And we try, so you know, we have Russians in Russia, Indians in India. Sometimes we supplement where there's a skill shortage, you know, because we've also got to try the, gr the other great challenge is imbibing in just the, the, the people we're hiring at such a fast rate, the Disney culture. That's, we spend a lot of time on people. You know, I, didn't, I should have touched on that. It's very, very important that they understand both from an ethical perspective, mm -hmm. um, but also from just trying to understand the brand. We bring, we bring a lot of people over here as many as we can, or to Paris, or wherever, so they can understand the experience. As, in terms of Americanizing, I mean, fortunately, the, the majority of Disney product that we seem to make seems to have universal appeal, whether it's our movie products, such as Pirates of the Caribbean, or animated movie like Ratatouille, or Cars, to the, to the high school musicals and the Hannah Montanas. They travel well, and the general tastes of teenage girls or whoever the constituency happens to be tends to be similar. But as I hope you, you saw, you know, what we do invest a lot of time and effort in is, is actually making, trying to make that more and more locally relevant. It's not so much, Disney's very fortunate, and I sometimes get asked that question about, you know, depending on the, the, the political mm -hmm. climate uh, about, you know, any, any, how, how associated Disney is with Americana or um, right. America itself. Unfortunately, um, as, a, as a brand, uh, people understand that we, we are an American company, but they, they, they separate Disney from, from, Disney's Disney. Right. Sort of um, independent of the political climate exactly. that happens to be, exactly. exist. Exactly. What's missing, or what seems to be missing, is the next big distribution model, which, for 
your intellectual property, the other IP, internet protocol. What is the Disney strategy for really creating a localized type of field in a non-localized internet community? Mm, a very good question. Um, we uh, have a, a very proactive, we have three strategic criteria as a company and it's one of the things when, when Bob became CEO, sort of sat down and, and spoused, again communicated so everyone knows, creativity, technology, international. Three core strategies for the Walt Disney Company universally. And technology is a very, very important part in terms of how we grow each of those three businesses. Uh, ABC branded, um, uh, Disney branded, and ESPN branded. We are a platform agnostic company. We're, a, we're in the content production, and we see the advent of new technologies and new platforms as only good news. Because if you make quality branded content, the new platforms, the new distributors, whoever they happen to be, gravitate towards you because they want to use that product to help promote their device. Whether it's we were the first people to, to do a deal with iTunes. Um, and not only did we you know, go on there with video product, but then Apple started using our product. If you remember back in the day when they launched video iPods, they were using um, Lost and Desperate Housewives here in the United States to promote video iPods, which was free promotion for our ABC properties. Um, we also um, invested very heavily here in the United States with ABC.com, where the day after a, a show uh, is broadcast on ABC, it's available for free in HD on um, ABC.com streaming, and you can get previous series there. Since we launched that just over 12 months ago, we've had over 160 million streams of our videos. And we've limited the ad capacity in those videos, and we have an 87% recall of, of viewers who remember who the advertiser is of a particular episode. And we've also found that rather than cannibalize network viewing, heavy viewers, even heavy viewers of television shows, network television shows, don't have the time anymore to commit to, very rarely, to commit to every Sunday to watch every single episode of Desperate Housewives for the entire season. So this is a great way of, of, of catching up. So I missed an episode, I can go to abc.com, I can just watch a new episode and go. With Disney, which is probably the greatest opportunity we have in, in the non-linear digital world, because in a world where that is increasingly fragmented, having a brand that, that has such strong values and is such highly regarded both by parents and by children as Disney, as Disney is, as a, as a form of aggregator around our content, we believe is very, very important. And we've recently, in the, the US, re relaunched Disney.com earlier this year. And, and um, uh, uh, that has been both a, a critical success but also a commercial success. And we're in the process now of launching the versions of that out into international markets. But whether it's in Korea where you, know, you get digital mobile television or in Europe or you know, with video on demand and digital services, we, we have a, we take a, uh, we've got to be very aggressively into that space and, and to capitalize on it. Wonderful. I'm going to see a bit on this side of the room. Let me see if we have any questions over here. Back at the back. Yes. Yeah. Piracy, is a, uh, unfortunately, is a, a global phenomenon. Um, and what's interesting with it, we, we actually, we are the most proactive 
in terms of analysis of piracy, I think, of all the studios. And it's interesting to... We, we have technology. Each, each print that's distributed worldwide has um, watermarks embedded in it. So when we get a, if we get a pirated DVD from anywhere in the, in the world, we can figure out exactly which cinema the ultimate source that first came from. And you can trace, unfortunately, one of the byproducts of the Internet is it doesn't matter if something is camcorded in Canada, it can end up in, in India or in Brazil, but it's coming off source. And so, so, so unfortunately, it's a global phenomenon, both with video and to a lesser extent with, with, our, with, our, with our apparel and our, our, our toys. It's something we take a serious and very strong defensive approach to, but also we're very, very strong believers that you also have to take a proactive approach in terms of utilizing new technology and actually trying to give consumers our products in the, in, in the same, in the manner that they're demanding and trying to um, react to consumerism and consumer tastes in a way that, that gives them a legitimate alternative to, um, to piracy. It's, 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 it's something that is um, uh, really, really um, at the heart of, of not only what Disney's doing, but, but, but other companies. And, and there's a number of interesting initiatives. You know, we, we tried something actually with UCLA in terms of, mm -hmm. you know, with actually with students about monitoring um, uh, those that were downloading. And we just sent them a little note saying, hey, we know what you're doing. And what did you find out? Boy, when did you they stop. It, did they? Yeah, stop very and quickly. And none of you do that, right? None of you do no, download don't things do without paying for it, right? Um, it's not good, boys and girls. It's not good. <laughs> I have kind two along, young children. And, I, no. Along those lines, and you were talking about this with, um, with employees and, and certainly hiring people around the world and then certainly the issues of piracy and all, and you talked about the ethical components of what you're trying to get across, certainly with your, your employees or, or cast members. How do you do that kind of training with employees around the world, and is it done differently in each country as you do other things differently in each country? And, and are there certain values that are sort of inherent in being a part of Disney that you try to instill across all of these different cultures? Yeah. Uh, I mean, firstly, it's imperative, particularly as we're entering into these markets and you just look at the, you know, you get these reports and you see the corruption indexes in right. some of these markets. It's way off the charts. and, and uh, it's important that a we're following sort of the, the, the ethical guidelines laid down. Uh, you know, we're regulated by the U.S. Mm, sure. um, uh, l uh, laws and, and everything. But but also because we're Disney, we're also we're held to a higher standard, which is actually a good a mm -hmm. good thing. Um, and it's something that we have to value. What we do is we ensure that every single person who joins our company goes through what is basically roughly the, exactly the same presentation. And they do it, we use a lot of online resources to do that, but we also, there's a, one gentleman and his team, and he goes out and he's very imposing, and he addresses a group of people just like this and puts the fear of God in them. <laughs> and we closely monitor it, and, uh -huh. and, but, but we, we take it very, yeah. very seriously. I mean, we're the first to know if we're in any way whether rightly or wrongly, you know, perceived to be doing anything wrong. Our brand is, 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 is very important to us, and we take that aspect, particularly not only here in the United States, mm -hmm. post sarbanes Sarbanes Oxley, uh, and, and all of that that, that has been brought, but as we enter these new markets. And that's then coupled with trying to instill, as I was mentioned, the Disney culture into right. these people. You're stuck 5,000 miles away in 12 and a half mm -hmm. different time zones in the middle of a little office, and you've got to try and imbibe the same 
Disney values and sense of what it is to work for the Walt Disney Company as one of, you know, 50,000 cast members down in Orlando. That's a completely different challenge and experience, and that's why we spend and invest a lot of time in the people side of, uh, of our business, both in the recruitment and selection. It took me a year to find the MD for China, just going through to find exactly the right person, because that person was going to be key to building the rest of the team right. moving forward. Let's take a couple more questions. So let me go. I'm sorry, I spoke for That's too okay. long. I don't no, want to keep no. you. Let me go right here in the middle. Yes, indeed, in a couple of different ways. We have a very thriving, and I apologize just focusing primarily on the Disney branded business. We have a very thriving ESPN business. Uh, in Asia, we am talking about cricket rights. In, in, in India, we have, a, we have a joint venture with News Corp throughout the whole of Asia. It's called e e ESPN Star Sports. It's a 50-50 joint venture where we both own 50% of every, the, the t totality, and, and that is the number one um, portfolio of sports channels throughout Asia, and from China through to the, the Middle East. In Latin America, we have a very successful uh, ESPN in, in Argentina and Mexico, Chile, uh, Brazil, and we've just been launching the seeds of um, ESPN in Europe, where the challenge in the traditional television route is, is somewhat, um, it's more challenging because the, the soccer rights, which are the big drivers of, of, of sports in Europe, um, are oftentimes bid up by the platform owners, B Sky B, because they, they use their soccer rights to drive sales of their subscription sales. And so we've been quite active in the online area, you know, cricket. We just bought an online uh, website called Crick Info. We own a, 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 a website called SoccerNet. It's now, it drives all of ESPN's soccer coverage on a global basis. And ABC is probably the most interesting because although we haven't gone out and replicated at the ABC network, what we're doing is taking local, ver we're taking the uh, versions of the US shows and creating local versions of them. So. In Argentina and in Venezuela and Colombia and in Brazil, we did local versions of Desperate Housewives, which was fantastic. We built an entire wisteria lane in Buenos Aires, and we took. And so you, you know how raunchy the U.S. Desperate Housewives are. I imagine how desperate the Desperate Housewives are down in in Argentina. Um, <laughs> But we, took the, we built the entire Wisteria Lane in just outside of Buenos Aires, and we took the, the, the scripts from the US series, and we adapted them and cast them uh, to um, uh, the, the, the made locally relevant changes, and, and then started filming them. They were fantastically successful, and we're, we're looking to do the same with um, Greys as well, and, and some other series, and so just creating you know, taking that IP, which traditionally would have been, hey, it's made here and no one else touch it. You know, it's, a, it's a very important, it may not seem it to you, but for us, step change in, in, in creating, you know, product like that and, and making it locally relevant. Great. Last question right over here. Sorry. We need to wrap up here in just a few minutes. Thank you. <laughs>
And so my question really is, you know, what can Disney do, and I think that's an enlightened self-interest, to educate people using the Disney characters, or is that even part of your strategy? Very interesting question, because that is something we have spent a lot of time, particularly in some of these emerging markets, looking at. Um, and we have already some, as you, you're, you're probably aware of, you know, both, we have pure educational products. You know, Baby Einstein is a, is a, is a very good example mm -hmm. of that as an acquisition that's now doing very, very successful of, uh, around the world. Through to, to what, what we don't want necessarily be is sort of in the curriculum business directly, but in the curriculum support business, you know, publishing division, we, have a, we already have a number of products um, that, that we believe works very well in, the, in that area. Um, we're investigating a number of options in some markets as to some other products. And again, these, if they come to fruition, we're going to trial a couple of them in, in, a, in a couple of markets. Unfortunately, can't tell you publicly what they are. Um, but they're going to be businesses that we're not in in the U.S. They're going to be completely different businesses. Um, and it's going to be very interesting to see how, how it works. It's, it's very important that, that at its heart, the Walt Disney Company is still an entertainment company. And we've got to make sure that, that we don't cross over to becoming something that is that's not what we, we're ultimately our core competency is, is at. But it's an interesting area. There's an enormous amount of demand. You, the, the aspirational um, uh, the, the desire of, 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 of these emerging markets is unbelievable in the rate of change. People who've had nothing who suddenly have even a little bit. That little bit means so much to them. And all they want to do is ensure that their next generation can have a little bit more. Mm -hmm. And they grow that little bit to something else, to something else, to something else. It's something that just can't be, uh, can't be underestimated. And I, I find, I think I'm very privileged to be able to experience that as I travel around the world. And I just find it very, very enlightening, very fascinating. Wonderful. I hate to cut us off because I know there's a million questions I'm sorry, in the room, I and it's no, it's, not it's for as what long. you had to say was fascinating and really gave us wonderful insights into what you are doing and really how to think uh, globally in maybe a different way than a lot of companies do. And so we really appreciate you being here it's and a being pleasure. part of thank that. It's just really uh, wonderful having you with us. So thank you. Thank you very much. If you want to hear more of what Andy has to say, we did uh, record a podcast I'm available this for weddings, bar mitzvahs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and so that will be online uh, shortly and on iTunes. So, and we did touch on a few different things in that conversation. Please come back on January 22nd and join us for Ro uh, Bruce Rosenblum. He's great, by the way. I know Bruce and yeah. he's a good speaker. So it'll be a great evening as well. But thank you so much for being here. We look forward to seeing you again in the near future. Have a safe trip home. Thank you.